there's this blind, hopeful optimism that everybody's going to figure it out. Everybody's going to get their shit together. Everybody's going to live happily ever after. Everyone's going to be rich. Everyone's going to be happy. Everyone's going to have a family. Everyone's going to travel the world, but not doing anything about it. They're not actually putting in the work. They're not actually showing up the way they should. They're not actually dedicating themselves to certain skills and mastering certain things, et cetera, et cetera. All of a sudden, one day, it's like, wait, what? I'm 35 or 40 or 45. I'm still doing that shit. And then you realize yourself, not even what other people think, but you realize yourself, you don't want that life anymore. You realize there's an emptiness to that. You realize like, it's not who you are. It's not what you want. But then all of a sudden the time sets and you're like, but wait, I'm 40, man. I'm 50. You know what I'm saying? So I want to use this opportunity for anybody who's listening that may not be fully thinking about this stuff or aware of this stuff is like, wake up. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Life Mentor Podcast with yours truly, your host, Balaj DeBicardos. On this episode, I want to share a little bit about my perspective that's been on my mind a lot recently regarding the importance of recognizing the season that you're in and also planning and preparing for the seasons of the future that actually make the most amount of sense and they're in the most amount of alignment for your future goals and a lot of other factors that we're going to dive into. So with that being said, I'm a little bit sentimental, emotional, reflective today on this episode. My baby girl, Valentina, my daughter is turning three tomorrow. And as exciting as it is, which is a big part of it, there's also this real sense of time passing by, you know, time changing, things changing her growing up, you know, she's never going to be two again. And I've really just genuinely enjoyed her being two and uh, all the special moments and memories that we've shared together as a family that I've shared with her one-on-one. And a lot of that has to do with everything that I talk about on this podcast, everything I believe from my philosophies, my perspectives, my strategies, my values, my beliefs around freedom and the importance of picking a business model that truly allows you to enjoy and maximize and optimize your life to the fullest without sacrificing your vitality, your energy, your priorities, your passions that often is exactly what most people resort to. Most people become so complacent, so comfortable, and they end up settling in life at a certain point, and they basically just throw in the towel and say, this is good enough. And I believe uh, very, very strongly that it's not necessarily how old you are right now when you're listening to this episode. Your age isn't the only factor in so much of, of life. However, age does play a factor. And certain things that make sense for us physically, with our bodies, with our energy levels, with our hormones, and so forth, in our 20s, don't make sense exactly in the same way when we're 70 or 60. And so therefore, if you postpone certain things that you could be doing, or should be doing, or desire to be doing at a certain season of life, 
only to push it off and push it off and push it off for one day in the future, that one day when it arrives, which it will eventually, may not actually be the same. And I'll give you a couple of examples that have really been on my mind so much, and I'm not exactly sure why. Maybe it is the fact that I'm turning 38 at the end of this year, that my daughter's turning three, and there are people in my life that are losing loved ones, parents, siblings, friends, and there are seasons, right? Like for a season there, it's like everybody was graduating school and they had this optimism for the future and what they were going to do with their lives and are they going to go to college or university or do this or that and that was like a season where especially with social media now everything is amplified and so you get this real sense of this is the season of people going to college and university for my age group for my generation that I'm you know in connection with etc and then it like goes past that to engagements and marriage and children and buying a house and it's very positive for the most part. And I know that a lot of you may not necessarily believe in these social constructs that you have to be married or you have to buy a house or you have to do this stuff. And that's not really what this is about. You know, those are all personal decisions and personal choices. And by no means are those a necessary requirement to live a happy, fulfilling life. But regardless of that, there is sort of a, a structure or a sequence that does kind of make sense when you think about what comes first, right? Like in a lot of cases, before you can start a family, you got to find someone that you love and that you want to start a family with. And before you can find someone that you start a family with and that you love, you need to be someone who's attractable to the opposite sex or the same sex or whatever you're into and actually find someone who wants to be with you because of who you are and what you bring to the table in a relationship or a partnership. And so there's sequences to that stuff, right? You can't start at the end and reverse the sequence and, and be like, I'm going to start with a kid and then I'm going to find someone I want to be with. Like that kind of doesn't make sense. So all I'm getting at here is that for myself, when I first started having a lot of these thoughts around my future when I was 25, 27, 28, I really started to think about hypothetically where I wanted to be in five years, in 10 years, and what that looked like. And obviously, because I hadn't been there yet, a lot of the stuff was hypothetical. It was a guess. It was a, a potential. But I've always had a strong sense of learning from people who've come before me, standing on the shoulders of giants, listening to mentors, coaches, people that have results in certain areas of life, and not only listening to the things that they're teaching that they did well but also listening to their teachings and wisdom of what they wish they would have done differently. And, you know, learning from their mistakes, learning from their lessons, learning from their regrets. And I've been, pay I've been paying more and more and more attention to people that are very wealthy, very successful in certain ways, and listening to their interviews or their podcasts or certain things that they write about in their books. And, and every once in a while, they'll share this vulnerable... I wish I would have done X. I wish I would have, you know, smelled the roses more or enjoyed the moment more or taken more time for myself or traveled more and seen things or adventured into different passions or things that my body actually was capable of doing physically, right? This is often a surprise. It's a shock for people that one day your eyes just can't see the same way they used to. 
you know, one day physically you're not capable of as much as you used to, whether it's, you know, sprinting, running, lifting heavy weights, doing certain type of extreme sports or fun adventure type sports. Your body simply cannot do that anymore at a certain point. And there's many things like this in life, whether it's hormonal, whether it's women being able to have children and menopause and different things along those lines. You know, there, there is our, our bodies physically looking different, changing, like sometimes the vanity of society with social media is they rely so much on their looks or their body or being young or toned or fit to basically make their living. And then one day they're past their prime or they're past that season for themselves and companies that pay money or endorse them for their looks or their appearance or their physical bodies, et cetera, they all of a sudden go, we're not renewing your contract. We're not renewing this endorsement. So that person is then left with what? And if they don't have a different plan, a different strategy, that could be really depressing, right? It's almost like you feel like you're washed up or you're, you're not relevant or your value is gone and this kind of stuff, which in some ways is true because of where you placed the value. But it's not true in the sense that like your life is over uh, simply because you've gotten older and, and aged and this kind of thing. So anyways, the point that I'm saying is that when I was first really starting to think about this for my future, it was off in the distance, right? One day, one day kind of thing. And even though I was being proactive and even though I was being strategic and even though I was planning for it in a lot of different ways in anticipation for what it might be like, what it might feel like, the time has started to come. And a lot of you listening right now that are much older than I, you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, Pelage is being ridiculous. You know, he's only turning 38. He has so much time. You know, he's not even 40. He's not even 50. And while I agree with you, I will be 40 soon. I will be 50 soon. I will be 60 soon. You know, God willing that I live to have many, many, many more years, which I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that that happens. But at the same time, that type of thinking is also going to sneak up on everybody. And I recently went to a really close friend of mine. He turned 40. And uh, he's the first one in my close circle to turn 40. And I love this guy. I'm proud of him. He's doing awesome things with his life. He's pursuing the things that are important to him. So this is not in any way, shape, or form to put him down or to uh, make myself sound better than him or any of that kind of thing. Because I'm, I'm genuinely happy for him as long as he's happy for himself, right? That's really what it comes down to for me. Someone's happy for themselves with their life, with their fitness, with their finances, with their family, with their spouse, with their children or whatever, whatever's important to them. I'm happy for them, right? I may not agree with their choices or their careers or their path or any of this kind of thing, but it's also not my business to, to say anything about it. You know, I genuinely want to see people successful. I want to see them happy. I want to see them winning. I want to see them pursuing whatever it is that makes them excited to grow and to improve and to be better versions of themselves. And so I'm genuinely stoked for those people. At the same time, what I've started to notice and recognize is that if you think about our lives like those sand hourglass clocks that you turn upside down and the, and the sand just starts to kind of go down. I believe not only do we have one of those clocks for our lives overall from birth to death, but we also have those clocks for different aspects of life. 
different things that in your 20s are more likely or more not likely necessarily, but they're they're more realistic or they're more um, appropriate or it's just a better season to experiment or try new things or go in different directions or or travel, you know, with no care in the world with like a backpack and, you know, sleeping in a hostel and this kind of thing, which I personally have never done. But I now understand why doing that at that age makes a lot more sense than doing it with a family and with children and like, you know, having some type of serious career and this kind of stuff. Like, do you really want to be sleeping in a hostel with like 10 strangers when you're in your 30s or 40s? Like that seems ridiculous, right? But if you're a teenager or a young adult and you do that and everybody else there is also young adult, it's almost like you don't even really register what you're doing. It's not really a big deal. You're not thinking about all the potential for it to be not safe or this kind of thing. You're just like wild and young and free and careless and stuff like that. That's just one example, right? And anyways, and then obviously as life progresses and you have more liabilities and more risk and more responsibilities, maybe you got a mortgage or a house and car and this and a few things like this, then you have kids in the mix. Your priorities and your decisions are going to be different than they were five years ago, 10 years ago. So anyways, all I'm getting at is I've started to now really see the true impact of my planning, my preparing, my foresight towards what's coming down the track. And of course, I haven't been like 100% bang on the money for everything that I imagined, but a lot of it has been accurate. And what I'm getting at here is I know that in my community and people that listen to my podcast, there's people from all ages, all backgrounds, all countries, all over the planet. And so take this with a grain of salt based on where you are in your life and the season that you're in. If you're much older than I am, some of this stuff may not necessarily apply to you, or it might just be quite literally too late to do some of the stuff that I'm sharing. But that doesn't mean it's too late for you moving forward in the future. It's something that is still applicable just in a different season for you. And if you're much younger than I am in your 20s, which there is a huge percentage of people in my organization that are early 20s. I definitely hope that you take this with a perspective of listening to your mentor, listening to someone who's turning 38, maybe they're 10 years older than you or whatever. Maybe you're not quite in the season of starting a family or maybe you haven't found that perfect person for you yet to settle down or to get married or whatever you might be interested in. All I'm saying is that there is a power in planning to see, okay, what do I want my life to be like? What do I want my personal life to be like? What do I want my fitness and my health to be like? What do I want my freedom and lifestyle to be like? Where do I want to live? What, you know, what are all these major life impacting decisions actually going to lead me to in the future when things also are changing? Like, obviously, as a human, we need to be adaptable to things that are unexpected, right? You might say to yourself right now, that you never want to be a parent and then you meet the right person and next thing you know, boom, it changes and you all of a sudden want to be a parent just because you found a person that you want to have that experience with and raise a child with. So obviously there is a lot of things that are a variable that we cannot predict the future in a lot of different ways. We don't have 100% control like sometimes we wish. But there are certain things that like being in control of your time, having more than enough financially, 
makes a major difference towards the future of what your life can look like. And so that I believe when it comes to who I am, why I'm here, the mentor that I am to you, the role that I play in my business, in my wider organization as a leader, it really comes back to this. This is really the core of the diamond life philosophy in so many ways is we are raised in a society that has all been engineered to indoctrinate you from a very young age to remove you and strip you away from your sovereignty, from your freedom, from your ability to choose your options in life and make things so limited and short-sighted and narrow-focused that the real true beauty of this human experience in a lot of different ways, too many to name, gets forgotten about by people. It's not even on their mind. It's not even important to them. They don't even register it. They don't even believe it's possible for them. They don't believe they're worthy of it. Their beliefs are all twisted. They get jealous and envious of others who are living a certain type of way rather than being inspired and open-minded and asking questions and wanting to learn from them. So much of society is completely upside down, completely twisted, completely backwards. And then there's those of us, like you listening and myself and others, that it's almost like you just want to smash your head against the wall and be like, why don't you guys see this, man? Like, what are you missing? Hello, wake the hell up. What's going on? Like, it's just a super frustrating, like, feeling, right? But it is what it is. We're doing our best to share insight and value and paradigm shifts with others. So they start to look at things and consider things that they may have not ever allowed themselves to for their whole lives. So back to this whole idea around freedom is the ultimate currency and how the amount of life, the amount of time that someone has is drastically different. And I've come to realize this. So on one hand, we all have 24 hours in a day. We all have 160 hours in a week. But on the other hand, our ability to be doing exactly as we want with who we want, as much as we want, it's a very drastic difference. And as my daughter is turning three tomorrow, one of the things I've been thinking about is how much time my wife, myself, my mom, you know, her grandma, has already enjoyed with her. It's just like 10 years worth of time I've been privileged and blessed and fortunate to spend with my daughter in the first three years of her life. So what am I, what am I saying? So let's say that I had to work eight to 10 hours a day and I was out of the house 40, 50 hours a week, plus traffic, plus driving, plus errands, plus other things that are related to just being an adult. I would have so little time with my daughter in a regular normal schedule that everybody has kind of signed up for and is okay with for the most part. Maybe not, they're maybe not okay with it, but they've just accepted it and they're just doing it and going through those motions. So I think to myself, I'm like, I could be right now, had I not made the choices that I made over 10 years ago, have such a completely different experience as a dad. Would I still love my daughter the same? I think so. 
I don't know for sure, but I think so. Would I still have the same bond and connection with her? No, for sure not. Because so much of that gets developed with, with showing unconditional love and quality time and presence and being with her and focusing on her and caring for her and being able to talk to her and have conversations with her and teach her lessons in life in real time. So if I was still trying to break free or possibly not even be thinking about breaking free, just being like, I got a job and I go to work and I work 40, 50 hours a week, whatever it is, it's just the way it goes. I might just like, it's really hard to imagine. It really is hard to imagine because I know how different it is for most others out there, but I also know how much of my mental faculties and imagination that I used to try to see the future way in advance and be like, what would it be like if I had to wake up before my daughter woke up and get ready for work, get dressed, whatever, have a shower, go to the bathroom, have some coffee, have breakfast, and then get in the car, leave my house before she woke up and then come home and pretty much the bedtime routine is about to begin. Maybe I might have dinner with my family. Maybe if I'm lucky. Maybe if I don't get stuck in traffic too, too late and the kids have to eat because it's bedtime. And I'm like, man, how messed up would that be to get an hour a day with my kid and then on the weekend, have a little bit more time. I just can't imagine how messed up that would be. So when we look at, is life fair? I think it is fair to a certain degree, but it's based on so much of our ability to pause, to plan, to get clear what it is we want, what it is we don't want, be conscious of our choices, be conscious of our priorities, be conscious of our habits, and where are we expending our energy? And if you're expending your energy in a way that is careless and reckless and focused on entertainment and distractions and things like this, I'm not saying that some people don't genuinely desire that and they don't, they're not really here for much more than that. And that's up to them to decide. But to do that kind of stuff and deep down know that it's not the right use of your energy and your focus and your attention and your effort. That stuff's going to creep up on you, man. It, it, it 100% will creep up on you to a point where you will start to feel like you are drowning with how far behind you are on things that just sort of passed you by in terms of age. And man, those regrets are heavy. And those regrets will come. They will show up in your life as thoughts. I believe regrets are just thoughts, reflections, contemplations, asking ourselves tough questions, and then coming to a conclusion, an answer of your, of your truth, whether or not you regret not doing something or regret, you know, doing something. And so I think that as you get older in life, these thoughts will become more frequent. And as they come up, you get the opportunity to say, that one doesn't apply to me, thankfully. I, I don't regret that. I don't regret that. I don't regret that. I don't regret that. But the thoughts and the questions are similar for everybody. So when we look at life as how it is for so many people because of just kind of how it's always been and 
what is accepted and what your friends and family and parents have always done and this kind of thing. I cannot stress how much more valuable the sacrifices you are making right now, the tough decisions you're making right now, the completely illogical staying up late when you could be sleeping. Like, it's just such a weird paradigm. It really is a weird paradigm. Because a lot of you listening right now are young parents or or parents of young children, I should say, and you still haven't fully unlocked your freedom. You haven't created the lifestyle or the income or the results that you want for your kids or want for yourself and your family. And I think it's so admirable, respectable, and inspiring for you to do exactly what it is that you're doing, right? Like finding the time, making the time, making those choices, learning, growing, putting yourself out there, sharing your story, sharing your deeper vulnerable feelings about how you no longer want to accept certain things as standards in your life and so forth. And you're doing that while also being right in the middle of being a parent and having your kids grow up in front of your eyes and things changing constantly and all this stuff kind of stuff. And my hat goes off to you for just doing what is required, right? Like really being dedicated and committed because your kids, regardless of where you are in your life, they're still modeling you. They're still learning from you. They're still catching how you are. They're still paying attention to how you're showing up, your attitude, your perspective, your commitments, and, and so forth. And so what I think is more important than what it is that you're doing is how you're showing up with the attitude while you're going through it. So like if you're building your business right now from the ground up and your kids are watching you working on your computer and your laptop and you're grumpy and you're like frustrated and, you know, maybe just like cussing under your breath when you can't figure out how to run ads or something like this, your kids see that. But if you make it fun and you make it like, man, this is, this is fun to figure out these problems and obstacles and hurdles, and then they're witnessing you building their dream, building the family dream, the big dream, the vision, while you're still having fun during that journey. And because I personally am not in that situation, I can't exactly say how that is and how it feels and how challenging that is because I got a few steps ahead of this. Not to say it's right or wrong or better, but for me personally, I felt like it was better to be ahead of some of those challenges that I saw coming in my future. And now, three years into being a dad, there has been so many things that have surprised me and come up as a dad, challenges, obstacles, growth spurts, behavioral things, you know, whatever. And to just be in a position where I could put my family first, put my wife first, put my daughter first to be present, to focus on her, to spend time with her and kind of put my business off to the side, which to be honest, my, my core main business, my high ticket affiliate business, I don't have to do anything like, and it would still grow, but I love it. And I choose to still show up and, and do coaching and inspire people and, and bring on new partners and things like this. And then my other business is more like a passion project business, which is my mentorship program. And a lot of that stuff, like timelines and deadlines and what is needed of me and stuff, I put it off to the side in some cases because I'm able to and I have the freedom to and I choose to choose to focus on my family. And every time that has happened, I just get so much gratitude around 
what it really required me to create that. And so there's ROI element, a compounding element, a residual element of your choices and your actions where you imagine that the payoff, the reward is going to be greater than the risk, greater than the liability, greater than the pain of enduring it right now in the moment in the short term, such as staying up really late and then waking up early and being tired, right? When you wait on a scale, you're like, okay, I would rather sleep less and be tired than be miserable and depressed and broke and in debt and whatever in the future. So this decision is easy because I'm, I would rather do this now to get the reward later, which is like the opposite effect. But when you're living through it, just like we have residual income and we have residual impact, we have residual, it's like residual validation or residual confirmation where you're proud of yourself for what you dedicated to back in the day to have that experience in that moment in the present. Does that make sense? Hopefully it makes sense. I know I'm rambling a little bit because I'm really trying my best to process this deep burning desire to pay it forward to those of you that are in different situations in your life, but especially to the younger people of just how powerful it is for you to be dedicated to your vision, to be building a freedom-based online business prior to some of these major life decisions and, and starting a family and children because people tell you all the time like thing, everything changes, right? Your, your unconditional love, your heart grows, explodes, your patience, your resilience, your adaptability, so many aspects of who you are get unlocked when you have a kid, but you also get tapped out emotionally, physically, mentally, because it is a full-time permanent role and that you accept it, yeah? And within that, when you have established certain levels of income and freedom and lifestyle and, and these other elements as a foundation, as a base, it completely changes the experience of being a parent. Like how many parents out there stop working out, taking care of themselves, you know, having personal care and self-care and things like this because they simply don't have the time. They're so tired. They're so exhausted. They're so overwhelmed. They're so stressed that like taking an hour to go to the gym seems unrealistic. Like it's just like, it's not possible. It's not happening. Then there's the financial stress. Then there's the time stress. There's all these other things. Then you have your personal things that you enjoy doing completely goes by the wayside. Then you have your marriage or your partner and your spouse and like date nights and intimacy and having the ability to talk in a non-stressed out, exhausted fashion out the window. And so you almost like die and leave everything you've ever enjoyed behind when your kid is born. Now, this is what is depicted in movies. It is depicted in uh, society like, oh, when you, when you get hitched or you get married, like your life is over, like become lazy. And it's so backwards, man. It really is so backwards. And so all I'm getting at is what is the underlying root cause of a lot of these beliefs in society? Well, it has so much to do with capacity. It has so much to do with what are you going to really, what can you give? Like you can't pour from an empty cup. And when you're expected to be this, 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 this in your life across the board and wear all the hats, 
I don't blame anybody who's fat, miserable, tired, exhausted, broke, unhappy in a marriage with children and a job and debt and bills and inflation and really messed up agendas in society being pushed on our children and public education. Man, are you serious? Like, it is like an overwhelming amount of things that are stacked against the odds against the individual or the family. So, of course, like, you got to be freaking Superman to somehow withstand that stuff. So I don't blame any of these people. I get it. On the flip side, it's also within our power and within our control to alleviate and remove some of the aspects that make this negative downward momentum and spiral occur in our lives. And all I'm saying is I'm still very optimistic for my life, my future, what season I'm entering overall. Very optimistic, very hopeful, very inspired, you know, all the things. But I'm now starting to have this ability to see where certain people's choices and priorities from their like 20s are really leading them. And I have this like window, this uh, wisdom, I guess you could say, where I'm like, oh man, I see where this is going. And I could be wrong, of course, but for, the, for a, lot of, a lot of the times, I'm right, and I see it correctly because of just this, this paradigm that I've experienced personally, and I've seen people in my life that have made different choices than to myself and where they are in their life and so on and so on. And I'm like, it just becomes more and more obvious, more and more evident as time goes on. But for a period of like from 25 to 35, Everything's happening below the surface. It's like in the shadows. It's in the darkness. It, nobody really knows. It's not obvious. There's this blind, hopeful optimism that everybody's going to figure it out. Everybody's going to get their shit together. Everybody's going to live happily ever after. Everyone's going to be rich. Everyone's going to be happy. Everyone's going to have a family. Everyone's going to travel the world. Like there's this blind optimism where everybody's just rooting for each other, but not doing anything about it. They're not actually putting in the work. They're not actually showing up the way they should. They're not actually dedicating themselves to certain skills and mastering certain things, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, man, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, man. Yeah, you got this shit. Yeah, awesome, sweet, cool. And even just biologically for men, testosterone is, you know, pretty much peaked. People that are not eating healthy or going to the gym still look somewhat fit, at least skinny, or, you know, they don't have bellies and over... And all of a sudden, man, at 35, testosterone starts to drop. Our metabolism starts to drop. These bad habits start to catch up with us. And next thing you know, these guys that have been fit and, and skinny and healthy and all this stuff, they start, you know, getting bellies and going gray, going bald, et cetera, et cetera. And that's just on a physical level. Then there's the relationship side. It's like the guys that are like going out every weekend to the club, right? They're partying, they're dropping money on bottle service, they're like sleeping around and they're going on Tinder and they're hooking up with chicks and it's like, yeah, man, you're so cool, man. You get all this ass and you're such a popular guy. And then all of a sudden one day it's like, wait, what? I'm 35 or 40 or 45, I'm still doing that shit. And then you realize yourself, not even what other people think, but you realize yourself you don't want that life anymore. You realize there's an emptiness to that. You realize like, it's not who you are. It's not what you want. But then all of a sudden the time sets and you're like, but wait, I'm 40, man. I'm 50. You know what I'm saying? So I'm now turning 38, but I'm starting to see how the choices at 25 and the choices at 30 and, the, and where that leads people to 35. 
And I want to use this opportunity for anybody who's listening that may not be fully thinking about this stuff or aware of this stuff is like, wake up, look past the short term, look past the next year, two years, five years, 10 years, like really start to ask yourself, like if you continue on the path that you're on, even if you have your own high ticket business, if you continue on the level of effort you're putting in, the level of dedication you're putting in, you know, how badly you really want to make this thing happen for yourself. If you look at all that stuff and you keep it as is, where is it truly leading you to in 5, 10, 15, 20 years? Are you happy with what that forecast looks like? Is it in alignment with what you think is going to happen based on the actions and who you are and how you're showing up? Or is it going to be a completely different outcome ending up in a completely different place than you currently think? Because at some point, you're going to have to face the music and be like, this isn't actually getting me to where I want to go. Now, when I said earlier to take it with a grain of salt is we've heard about all these stories about people starting businesses when they're 60 or 70 and then becoming like a billionaire and wildly successful and all this kind of thing. So as I mentioned earlier, age is not necessarily the only variable or the only factor. There's a lot more to it. And you can continue to think about this if you want and ask yourself those deep introspective questions to, to reflect and, and make sure that you're in alignment with you. That's all I'm getting at here. It's not to get you in alignment with me because we're different. As long as you're in alignment with you and you realize the cost of the choices you're making, both positive and negative, and the impact of the choices you're making both on yourself and your family and your kids and your experiences with them and what that actually gets to look like, you'll probably have some epiphanies, I would imagine. You would probably have some thoughts of like, hmm, never looked at it like that. He's got a point. I should probably make an adjustment. I should probably make a change. I should probably make a shift. It might be physically with your health. It might be, you know, starting to go to the gym. It might be starting to eat better. It might be canceling certain things that you're doing and replacing them with more productive things. It could be a long list of things. But that's my hope for you is a bit of a reality check, a bit of an aha wake-up call, just like when sometimes we hear of, of uh, someone we love passing away and then you hear them after they've grieved and had some time. They're like, man, I just see things so differently. I actually understand what truly matters in life, not what I thought mattered. This is what matters. So I'm hoping that this podcast gives you that same sort of insight without anyone needing to necessarily die in your life that gives you that wake-up call. This is your wake-up call to think about what path you're on. And if you continue on this path in all aspects of your life, your priorities, your choices, your things that you think are important and matter, where is that going to take you? And for me, I'm just eternally grateful. Can't even put it into words how grateful I am that my experience with my family, my life allows me to not only spend the time that I have on things that I want to be doing, but just to have this ability to like have a conversation with my wife and we're thinking about how, you know, how we can make my daughter's birthday special and decide to go to Disney World in Orlando for a week state the four seasons, the nicest property in Disney World. We hired a company that literally plans our itinerary for us. They pick us up, drop us off, take us to the rides. There's no lines. There's no the reservations at every 
boutique, show, parade, Cirque du Soleil, restaurant, fireworks, all the coolest stuff in the least amount of stress costs thousands of dollars a day to have this kind of service. No care in the world. Could we go to Disney World without this type of service? Of course. Could we still have a good time? Yes, of course. But is it going to be on the same sort of level? Not even close. And once again, I'm not saying this to brag or to rub it in. I'm saying that the choices that I made 10 and a half years ago are what led me to be able to make the choices that I am able to make today. And the choices that you are making in your life, in your business, in your priorities today are going to lead you to have certain options and choices 10 years from now or not. And that is what I hope that you take away from this is that my daughter's turning three and we're taking her to Disney World. There's a lot of people that will say, oh, she's so young, she won't remember, yada, yada, yada. And it's kind of like this cop-out thing, like wait till she's older to take her or, you know, this kind of thing. And my perspective is like, since when are we only allowed to go to Disney World one time? Right now, she's obsessed with princesses. Right now, there's this element of magic that she believes in the shows and the Frozen and the Beauty and the Beast and all this stuff. Like she fully is immersed in this as a reality for herself, dressing up, singing, dancing. Like there's a level of magic at the age of three that is different than the magic of five, seven, 10 years old. It's different. And what's important to her is different now than it will be in a year or two years or five years. And so if we go back to something like a Disney World in the future, what she wants to do, what she is excited about, what her highlight of that trip will be is different than the highlight of this trip. And I think that that's one of the things I'm so proud of and so grateful for is that we are living in the moment based on what is important to her now, what is important to us now, because the future is different. And that's what happens a lot with people where they have a bucket list and they put things off like, I want to go see this place or I want to go skydiving or I want to go scuba diving or whatever it might be, right? And they have this dream when they're 20 and then they put it off, they put it off, they put it off, they put it off. And then finally, when they're 65, they're like, it's finally time. You know, I'm retired now. It's finally time to go like skydiving or scuba diving or something like this. And it's like, they barely can physically, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you're still skydiving or you're still scuba diving, but it's like, you're frail, you're sick, you have problems, you, you can't see as well, or you have like a cane or in a wheelchair. I don't know, whatever, right? Because the gap is so big. Whereas had you gone closer to when you had the vision and idea, that opens up your ability to do different things when you're later in life, like different goals or different priorities, like rather than hanging on to one thing for that many years or decades and then being like, oh, it's not quite, not quite what I thought. Well, no shit. You're 45 years older than when you first wanted to do the thing. You know what I mean? How are you going to recognize your age, your season, the things that you should be doing in the short term versus things that you can do in the long term? Your priorities in your life about like a lot of people watch sports or entertainment or play video games or, you know, Netflix or this kind of stuff. 
all of those things, whatever, it's, it's not a bad, it's fine. But you can still do that stuff 20 years from now, laying on your sofa in a recliner, but you can't go out there and live life with your youth and go running and sprinting and being active because your vitality is changing. Your physical body is changing. Every single day is the youngest you'll ever be. And now that my daughter's turning three, literally today's the last day she's two, this is becoming even more obvious to me than ever. Because I used to think about this only in the context of myself, but now I'm thinking about this in the context of her. Like a year from now, the things that she loves right now, the things that she's obsessed with right now, the things that make her so happy right now, a year from today, it won't be the same thing anymore. And so if there are certain things that we could have done with her now that we postpone until next year, we might get her a gift, a present, a holiday, an experience, a trip, a concert, a show, whatever it might be. And she'd be like, if we did it now, she would be like 10 out of 10, greatest thing ever. Oh my gosh, can't believe this is happening. Like, you know what I mean? Like just mind blown. And then a year from now might be like, yeah, that's cool. Same experience, different season. And I'm recognizing this in myself, and I hope that you recognize it in yourself, your children, your loved ones, your vision, your goals. And if you're still building your business now, it's what I mean by still building your business now is like the foundations of it to be able to possibly walk away from your full-time job and your income and things like this is understand what's truly at stake and get on it, (laughs) get on it, do more, study more, learn more invest more, sacrifice more, really be obsessed, really go all in as much as you possibly can. Bite the bullet, pay the dues, pay the price, because I promise you, I absolutely 100% promise you that the more time that goes by after you create freedom, the more grateful you are for who you were during the season that built that freedom in the first place. So that's all for me for for this episode. I still have to go upstairs and finish getting prepared with all the decorations for my daughter's birthday. And tomorrow we are going to be revealing to her her surprise holiday to Disney World and giving her gifts. And then the following day, we're taking off for a week. And it's going to just be the most incredible, magical, special week probably that we've had with her to date. So can't wait. Super excited. Super grateful. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Share this episode with a friend, family member, person that you feel needs a a bit of a wake up call from a loving place, not a judgmental place, not a place of putting you down or making you feel bad about your life or anything like this, but just a wake up call of like, life is short, man. None of us get out alive. Life is shorter than we think. We all believe that Certain things will never happen to us. Diseases will never happen to us. Losing our physical abilities will never happen to us. That we'll never run out of time. That our goals and dreams are always possible forever and ever and ever. And there's an element of complete delusion in most people's mindset about what life actually is going to look like for themselves if they continue on the same sort of path they're on today. And that was the intention of this episode. Please let me know if this was valuable. Please let me know if this inspired you, helped you, made made you think of some adjustments you want to make in your life and hit me up on social media. Tag us at the Diamond Life Mentor as well with your little shares of listening to this episode. And we're very close to crossing our first 100,000 downloads of this podcast. Probably will happen at some point in the month of November in 2023. So 
Super grateful for all of you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And uh, I hope that this was a special episode for you that made a difference in your life, a positive impact and difference in your life. Thank you. Take care. Bye for now. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care. I hope you found something useful here to help you unlock more freedom in your life. We're just getting started. So if there's something you want to hear or a guest you want me to have on the podcast, shoot me a message at the Diamond Life Mentor on Instagram and let me know. You can discover incredibly helpful resources and more ways to build your diamond life now at my website, BelageWCardos.com. At the end of the day, this is all about bettering yourself and helping others. So if you think you can help someone else by sharing this podcast, that would be the ultimate win for me. And of course, subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening.